Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. Mike Zlatnik. And today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome Uri Jaskal. Sorry, Uri. I mispronounced your name. Uri Jaskal. Perfect. 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 You got it right. Uri Jaskal. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you for coming. And you hail from Clifton, New Jersey. Um, just tell us before we jump into the heart of this conversation and you are EOS implementer worldwide. And before we do that, tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you grew up. So I'm a Brooklyn, Brooklyn born, enjoyed growing up in Brooklyn, uh, lived abroad for a couple of years. I lived in Israel for a couple of years and then uh, moved out to the UK, lived in Southwest England and in, in Bristol and got myself a master's in management there, focusing on international business. Uh and then post-graduating, moved here to Clifton, New Jersey. My plan was to get a job in the in the city. And that's why I bought a, a house over here with a little bit more space. I have a proud father, uh, husband and father of uh, four children, three boys and a little girl. And um, fate had it that I did not get involved in the corporate world, but I got pulled into the small SMB space uh, and... I, I learned that I have a, a passion for that space and, and bringing out the best in small to mid-sized teams. Um, what type of other aspects would you like, you think, you know, would like me to share? That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's awesome. I got four kids too. So I know it is. You got three girls and a boy. You got three boys and a girl. So. Oh, wow. It's wonderful. Wow. Uh, um, yes. Let's let's talk now a little bit about uh, what you do, the EOS implementation. So obviously, it helps small businesses uh, kind of operate better, scale up, and part of your expertise has been sort of scaling some of these businesses up. I think it's very relevant. A lot of the folks uh, who are listening are business owners. They have uh, they 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 have growing businesses. Sometimes they need to scale up. So. Tell us a little bit about EOS. I, I certainly know EOS. We, we run on EOS. It's a very popular operating system for small businesses. Just give uh, give the folks uh, a 40,000 foot view of EOS and how it helps organizations uh, get their businesses in order and help them scale um, their growth okay, in so a manageable manner. Gladly, gladly. So I like to tell us my own personal story. And I think that I think that it's an, it's 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 important to sort of contrast what it means to look at like my family I have a background in sort of my grandfather was was a Holocaust survivor built out a small business on Avenue U in the Sheepshead Bay area in, in Brooklyn and through building a small retail business he then opened up a second location and a third location and then he realized that, wait a second, let me actually bone buy the building that I live in. So he bought that he works in. So he bought that building and then bought next door and then next door. And they started, you know, assembling a couple of assets. But he never really looked at his real estate portfolio as a business. He looked at a sort of my business is in the ladies clothing that I sell. And over there, my mindset is that I'm operating a business. 
and trying to push that value. But when it came to owning assets, he just looked at them as really just, just what that is, owning assets. And so really every solo entrepreneur or small business can look at how they how they relate to their business. Is it me that I have an expertise that I deliver to the world and I maybe have a few team members that support me in that endeavor? Or am I building a business that's really larger than who I am? And I'm and 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 I am the founder or the CEO that's driving that, but I want to be looking at it that it's fully optimized and running and full sil, you know, and it's full cylinders. And so when I was working pre pre my EOS implementer days in a real estate financial services company, and I was tasked with growing and scaling this company, one of the the themes that I saw with our clients, we were servicing about 35 clients that own between 500 and 5,000 units. I saw that the major difference between the way my family was running their real estate and the way of our clients was, was precisely this. Are they looking at it as they're running a business and making sure that they're firing on oral cylinders or they just look at it as they just have assets that just are there and just kicking off a return. And so yeah, you seem to have a question. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting view. I just wanted to provide a quick comment. Um, uh, yeah, most folks that start small businesses just kind of run them as a um, either initial self-employment. And at some point, they 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 grow the business a little bit, but they're still operating it as a small company. But the critical part of, of what I, what I heard uh, is to change the mindset first to realize that you are not operating your own. Um, you know, small business, but you have to be gearing up for a larger operation. And interestingly enough, real estate, of course, is a great component of um, any uh, investment. But the underlying real estate uh, with a building that you can buy where your business is located um, have to be looked at as almost as a separate exercise. Some folks just want to buy it so their rent doesn't go up. And they, they think of this as by owning the, the building, uh, they they make a great investment and it has been a great investment uh, or it can be a great investment in some cases. In some cases, it doesn't have to be. So business needs to be True. separated. The the Whatever operating business needs to be separated from real estate. I just wanted to clarify this True. point. Um, as uh, many of our listeners and doctors and dentists and wide majority of them own the building they operate in, which is great. Right. Okay, but you have so, to separate so, them a little bit psychologically that uh, you may choose to, to sell the business at one day, right? And you prepare the business for a sale while you keep the real estate. Uh, that's a, that, that, that scenario does happen. And you can, you can that, wind up so being you, a passive landlord, which is actually a great place to be. You are bringing up a great point, which is I, I did not emphasize this point, which is that while my grandfather did operate his business and he looked at sort of owning the real estate was more of the passive side. That was a great model, but at a certain point he, you know, he retired from owning his business. So now his bread and butter became owning real estate. And so that's true that, that that's an approach, but he was leaving sort of money on the table by not getting in the zone of saying like, you know, am I making sure that these assets are actually, you know, was I leveraging against them? He never borrowed money at a certain point against those assets to buy further assets. So I don't want to go down the rabbit hole so much about talking about his story, 
But I do think that you highlighted an interesting point about, you know, the typical business owner of your, you know, that's your, in your listeners is, you know, potentially thinking about a sale, a business sale. So there are a lot of different motivators sort of why people are interested in the EOS process. For some, it's they're looking to grow their business and they've hit a ceiling and they're needing to learn to how to push through that ceiling. For others, it's they're looking for freedom. Their business has been running them rather than them running their business. And they're looking to sort of dial back, but they want to make sure that they have the right people and the right you know, process in place to enable them to give trust that environment. There's a whole different world in which people are exit planning their businesses. And everyone understands that there's, you know, pro, you know, revenue minus expenses equals your profit margin, right? And business valuation comes with taking that profit margin and then attributing a multiple to that. So whether it's 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x, and that multiple of what your business value is, is dependent on what, what I call certainty of execution. For the buyer, how likely are they going to be able to take the business that they bought from you and be able to actually either create more value? And so if, they're, if, if, if the likelihood of it staying at its status quo or it's struggling, so then struggling for them to be able to sort of cleanly transition from your ownership, so then it would stay closer to a 1x or 2x or 3x, right? But if there's real opportunity because it's built properly and there's real opportunity for somebody else to easily transition into the business because it's it's being run like one, so then that multiple will be a larger multiple. And so some of my clients that I work with are not necessarily people that are looking to grow their companies, but rather trying to say, okay, till this point, I was a dentist and I was looking at my business as I was a dentist and I have a dental hygienist and I have a receptionist. But the core is that I built the business around me as a personality. And through our process, which it, essentially the, the pillars of EOS are vision, traction, and healthy. So creating a vision, like many times business owners are not running their business with a long-term vision. So creating that vision and then creating alignment around that vision. So when I work with my clients, I don't necessarily work with only one individual as a business owner. We try to create a leadership team. So there's, there's a couple of individuals. Not necessarily does it start that way because so many small businesses only have a handful of employees, but to start looking at it as more as, okay, every business needs marketing to generate demand for their services. They need sales to convert that demand into actual clients. Depending on the business that you're in, there's operations in which you're either providing a service or selling goods to the market. And then there's finance that's you know looking after making sure that you're tracking inflows and outflows of money and looking after the health of your business, right? And so in a small business, they're wearing all those hats many times. And that's normal and that's good, right? But what the, the exercise that we do is we tease out what are the critical functions for your unique business and build a structure around that. So this way, when you, when you as a business owner say, I'm doing everything, you understand what everything actually is. What bucket does it fall in? How much percentage of my time am I dedicating towards marketing versus operations? And then you're slowly able to then delegate out those pieces and create clear accountabilities for those individuals that are working within your team around those critical functions. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, we're obviously very familiar with the U.S. We run a, a, a form of U.S. and U.S. is a great system. It is a small business, entrepreneurial system. It can actually scale beyond the small business, but you're absolutely right. As a small business, a single practitioner, maybe two doctors and dentists working in an office with uh, receptionists, some support staff, uh, dental hygienist or multiple. Uh, as the office scales up, the need for an operating system becomes more and more critical as people need to know their responsibility. They need to be accountable uh, for the results. And, and uh, so is there a magic number at which point an office needs an EOS implementer? Uh, I've heard different stories. So if you are, if you're running a single practitioner healthcare professional, uh, you, you, I guess you could start at that point, depending how big the office is. If the office is very successful and big, uh, you, you you could probably already uh, start using US. But if you grow to beyond one location, or if you if you have even one location with multiple doctors, you almost have to do that because just too much at stake. And if if you are a business owner, not just a self-employed uh, doctor, if you somehow uh, can transition into that, the value of your business. Is substantially higher because it can operate without you. That's an ideal, it's almost a goal for a lot of people. Hire an associate doctor or associate dentist and at some point be able to step away and have the business function without them, right? So, uh, that, uh, great question. That's a great Not for great everyone, question. I do. So, Some doctors so, love yeah, what they do. So, they don't want to step away. So. So, so I, I want to just make that this, that disclaimer. I think it's important that EOS is not for everyone and I don't try to sell EOS to everyone. It has to be, it, it's it's specifically for somebody that's growth-oriented as a person. They're looking to evolve and develop their, their the way they operate. Um, but in terms of size, and, and the company, it needs to be privately held. I mean, obviously, they could have taken, have taken on investment, but it's privately held. And But in terms of size, what you just talk, mentioned size, I like to think that sort of seven-plus employees is when you start start feeling stress in communication, right? Stress of sort of there's management component to it. So essentially what we do is we're taking companies through a series of full-day workshops, management training workshops around teaching them just very simple, practical tools and disciplines about running a great entrepreneurial company, right? And so seven plus employees when you start feeling that stress. But... Sub, truth be told, some of my clients are smaller than seven employees, very simply because their what their what their goal is is larger than seven employees. So it's more of like you know sort of what's motivating you to explore this process. Is it stress, sort of dangers, challenges? And so in order for that, for the challenges to motivate and inspire you to do something differently. You know, you sort of have to put yourself through a lens of like, what's what's bothering you and how long have you been work living with this? Like, what have you tried to fix this already? Is that working? And if it's not, so then what's the impact on the business? And so what happens if things don't change? And to you personally, if those things aren't changing. And so then so once once you sort of crystallize that, then you could start thinking about what are you actually hoping someone to do for you. And so that's when you're sort of motivated by pain. But if you're talking about being motivated by opportunity, so sometimes it's a matter of saying like, so what's the impact of the business on this opportunity, right? 
are you looking to grow the company? And if right now you're hit at a ceiling and you're not able to grow the company because of certain team dynamics or limitations on your own time and your own capacity, so then what growth are you leaving on the table? Or if you're thinking about exit planning, you're thinking of selling a business, but you're very integral to the business and you're being weighed down. Or even if you're an expert doctor, my father-in-law is an expert doctor, he's a neuroradiologist. And at this point, he's built out a team. He's delegated so effectively that he's now sort of living his unique ability. He's doing the high level work in his day to day rather than you know, either doing the research components that he is delegating towards his research assistants or taking care of the finance side, et cetera. And so to me, the question is sort of, what are you trying to accomplish? And what's the ROI of what what the impact can be based on you putting in this investment of time and energy and money? Did that address that? that yeah, that, that that's a great answer. Thank you, Uri. Um, the... I agree with you, and you, you brought up two uh, important points. One is the pain point. The pain point is just either growing pains or even uh, pains where you, you're you tired and you want folks to go work better and execute better and things have, have not worked well. So some kind of a pain or it could be a, an opportunity um, where you'd like to expand beyond your current location or even a current location, but just grow the business. And the, these are great uh, drivers of the need of the implementation. Now, l- let's continue the, c- the conversation and talk a little bit about what the implementation of EOS looks like. Uh, just kind of tell folks a little bit of, um, there's a classic view. So what's a classic view? Of course, you, you go in, you have to customize a little bit for every business. But what is a classic implementation? How, how long does it take to get up and running uh, what does it mean and how long do you stay involved and uh, how do you make sure the business is uh, operating? And normally you just go to the classic kind of a picture where there's a visionary, there's an integrator and, and um, typically, obviously, uh, good organizational chart put together. Folks know what they're supposed to do, what they're responsible for. Let's just talk about how does EOS actually work. Okay, so the easiest way... I- it happens to be that it's easier for me to show you rather than tell you. So the easiest way for people to actually check it out is to Google my name. It's Uri Jaskiel. So U-R-I and then J-A-S-K-I-E-L. They could look at my website. Alternatively, well, what, is, what is the website? Is it, what's the URL? What's the website? So it's eosworldwide.com and then forward slash Uri dash Jaskiel. So the reason why I said Google it is just, just easier to find that than remember that. But yeah, good, good point. So but essentially- let me, give, let, let me give you a hint. <laughs> so go see, see if you can actually go on GoDaddy and secure your website like urijaskel.com. It's just easier to, or something, you know, EOS with Uri, like one of these .com or so, one of these. And then you can obviously URL forward that to the, uh, whatever website you want, like US Worldwide slash. Ah, smart, smart, very smart. Thank you. Just, just to that. give you an idea, so you easier when you go on a podcast and you talk to people, it's easier. And you t- you tell them EOS with EOS with Uri It's a lot easier to to spell that than spell that. That's true. Great, 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 great tip. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. True. So the process starts with a ninety-minute workshop. And that's on me. That's a free workshop that I do for prospective clients. Obviously, I'll jump on a call. So obviously, please you know, feel free to 
call me, email me, etc. Jump on a call and tease out some of these questions about whether it actually is this is potentially a fit for you. If we think that it is, then I'll we'll do a 90-minute workshop. And in that workshop, I'll show you high level what those the tools and disciplines are and what the process looks like. And I'll now give you that, I'll give you that the 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 elevator aspect of that now. There's six key components of the EOS model. Vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction. So what we're trying to strengthen in a business is we put the business in the center and crystallize what is this business's vision and creating alignment around that vision. Because very simply, great things don't happen unless you know clearly where you're going, where you're going. That's right. In order to accomplish a strong vision, you need right people. You need great people. And truthfully, every business defines great people differently. And that's what's beautiful about the world. But in your business, so we do a discovery exercise around what makes great people in your company. And we put them in the right seats. We create that cult, that, that accountability chart that we talked about, having clear structure. Data is running your business based on facts and figures rather than on egos. Because many times businesses are pulled apart by having different opinions and different feelings around things rather than having sort of data points and reality telling the story. So we incorporate having data. Score, we have we, we create a do a discovery exercise around defining the critical measurables for your business. What happens is when you're crystal clear and where you're going, you have right people, right seats, and you have a strong data component, issues crop up. And so, when we strengthen the issues component, means getting really good at getting comfortable with issues and consistently capturing those issues and getting really good at solving issues at their core and making sure that they go away forever and not just putting band-aids on your challenges. And finally, and then process is creating a, a documented and followed by all consistent process, which that's where it creates scalability and manageability, right? Doing things the best and right way every single time. And the final component is traction. And that's where we take that vision that's up on the top of the model and bring it down to the ground. And what are we going to do day in, day out to execute towards building that vision, that great vision? And how we, so that's the what of what we're trying to accomplish in a business. How we do that, what the typical EOS process looks like is that it starts with that 90 minute workshop that then flows into full day work, full day workshops, full day sessions. So the beginning is space learning. We do three sessions, you know, sort of back to back to back. So, so it's space learning every 30 days. And so we focus on teaching the foundational tools and then post that shift into execution mode. And that's when we're going to start meeting on a quarterly basis and looking back on the last quarter and teasing out all the challenges that came up, solving those for a few hours, resetting that vision, then starting the next 90 days. Because essentially what we're trying to do is create an environment where people are coming up out of their business every 90 days and working on their business and then stepping back into the business and then where they work in the business. And so the EOS, typical EOS process engagement with me is a two-year process. 
Some clients stay longer, some shorter. The idea of everything that we do is educational. The three hats that I wear are educator, facilitator, and coach. So I educate for context. I don't leave anything behind a paywall. Everything that I do is to educate and give the tools and create independence, not interdependence. You know, sort of even after a session, you know, sort of we do work together. I want the client to be taking a picture and taking that work and bringing that into their day rather than creating leaning on me. So obviously it's, it's, it's a process and that's on me to guide the process, but the process is focused on creating that independence. Yeah, it makes sense. Of course, you just sort of a, a coach and a and a facilitator. You drive the process forward, and every organization needs to adopt the process. If they don't adopt the process, then the moment you're not engaged or involved, it doesn't even go anywhere. And even even without you being there every day, it's just it's impossible for 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 people to live this. So they 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 need to understand their goals and they need to to be executing well. So it makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, how would folks again get a hold of you? They would just they would just go on that website as you mentioned, US Worldwide slash Uri Jeskal. That's the best way to get a hold of you. There's a few you have three ways to get a hold of me. So go to my website, shoot me a message through my website, or you can email me at uri.jaskill at eos worldwide. So it's uri.jas as in Sam K-I-E-L at EOS Worldwide.com or call me. My number is 347-633-1779. Simple? Simple enough. Thank you. Or you could or you could connect to me on LinkedIn as well. I have quite an active following on LinkedIn. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing. Appreciate you coming on the podcast, giving us an overview of EOS. Uh, it's a great operating system. We certainly love it. We we use it and it, it makes a lot of sense. It it gets all these components, people, processes, vision, all those things you have to work together. So can, can you give me an example of some one of the tools or disciplines that you feel like best helps your team? Well, one of the basic, uh, uh, so one of the simplest and the most uh, most practical uh, components of EOS is separation of duties between uh, visionary and integrator. Just a real basic component. So some, some folks are naturally visionaries. They do a great job outlining where the business needs to go. And other folks execute really well. And um, when you have two, and, and the dilemma of many business owners, they wind up being both. They wind up being uh, a visionary and an integrator. And initially, that's a normal uh, process. But over time, typically, these are different skills. Folks who build a vision and improve the vision, they're not necessarily uh, the same folks uh, as uh, folks who execute day in and day out in the trenches. So it, 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 it's... It's not a tool. It's more of a high-level understanding. And uh, for any business to scale, um, at some point of time, they have to go into that model. Very, very small business. Probably it's a, it's a single party. But beyond that, the obvious other tools that we are, we use all the time are building uh, quarterly rocks. That's that's probably one of the most fundamental things. And you know this in the U- U.S. Um, having goals is having a direction where you're going. And the reason the quarterly goals is because uh, if you set the goals too far out, they look too big, too long, right? hard to, hard to manage. Quarterly goals will work because you can actually set them and you can track towards them and it helps 
day in and day out are you moving towards the goals? So that's really Amazing. basic components of what we use. And of course, we do the weekly call, kind of the call level 10 meeting. And you, 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 I mean, this is one of the key components of EOS. So the weekly call and solving issues, this is one of the most important things you can do on a weekly basis is discuss what are the issues, identify, uh, discuss them and solve them. And that's, uh, that, that's as basic as it goes, right? Wow, you're good, you're good. You guys are doing well. Well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we, we know this a little bit. Let me put it this way. So. Wow. Very right. cool. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to share with your audience. And um, please feel free, feel free to uh, take this offline if there's anybody that has any further questions or comments or concerns they want to discuss. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and folks who are listening should certainly reach out if they're interested in this. And at the end of the day, they need to have a direct conversation with you and see how it's going to help them in their specific business. So that's that's, exactly. that's, that's as simple as that. So appreciate okay. you. Yeah. Thank you kindly and, and have a great day. Okay, thank you. Take care. We'll have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.